Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said in which I am probably the most vulnerable I've ever been because I have to tell you about people that help me and then I send emergency emails to it's just one person and how I'm like, oh, God, everything is broken, the world is ending. And then five minutes later, Allison Monday of Tiny Blue Orange emails to be like, I took care of it, it's fine. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, often you get all caps like, you are a miracle. <laughs> That's my response so much of the time. So I thought, if you're like, oh, my God, I have to do all my website stuff myself and I hate it, um, I don't understand a thing about hosting or technical anything at all whatsoever, um, and you need a person, I thought I would introduce you to my person and then um, have her on to talk. So, hi, Allison. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for kind of bringing me out from behind the computer screen and, and letting me talk about all of the things that I love to do to help people like you run their business and, and make magic in the world. Yeah, and you're a complete anomaly to me because I'm like, I don't understand how anyone could find this interesting ever. This is like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is absolutely but, fair. Right. But it's in that lovely way where, like, I, I'm i so grateful that you love this stuff mm-hmm. because if everyone was like mm-hmm. me and was like, <laughs> the world would not go on. So thank you right. for doing what you do. And let, yeah. how did you get into the world of, like, tech and hosting and plugins and WordPress and all of those things? How did you – and you can right. just go as far back as you, as you, as you want. So it all started when, no, I, I lovingly joke that I am like the perfect combo of my parents. Um, my mother is an accountant and my father is an architect. And so I grew up with him like doodling on napkins, but obviously he still has to have a very like math based mind. Um, and then my mother being the accountant is very much that like nerdy brain, um, so even though I was going down the route of graphic design, that's what my um, college degree is in, I had that, like, nerd in me. Uh, it just took a hot minute for it to come out. So um, in high school and college, I dated a programmer, and, you know, we bonded over things like WordPress, yes, all the way back in high school. Um, I've been working with it for a very long time. Um, I started working with it as a way to, you know, blog and express myself and, and show my creativity and my poetry and all of those good things, but then, you know, I needed to learn how to work with the plugins because it was just a hobby, so I wasn't going to be paying someone to do it. And he helped me, and, and through that nerdiness, um, just realized that, oh, I actually really like this. This is a lot of fun. And it started growing when all of my designer friends in school and out of school were like, I hate everything that is code. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel so limited. I can't design the way that I want to design. You know, all of those things that um, were really common for the more creative brain folks. Uh, and I was like, hey, I can help with that. Hey, I can help with that. And I just learned that as much as I love design, um, I love taking that lingo and helping those that speak it so well interpret it into code. And so making those beautiful designs work, um, I love 
super nerdy things like fine-tuning a site to make it run even faster um, but still look as beautiful as the designer designed it. So just little things like that. So yeah, it, it definitely didn't start out as like, hey, I was three and I was coding, uh, but it, I got there. Um, I definitely got there and I've loved every minute since. Yeah, um, and we've done things that I would never, ever, ever take the time to do, even if I was like, I literally have nothing to do for the next six years. I'd be like, I don't have time for this. Things like, <laughs> let's load your images. Let's make your images load faster. Let's get your website to cache faster. Let's lower your bounce rate. And we have, like my bounce rate has gone down in, uh, by an absurd number because of these things and tweaks that, like, I'm all about doing it myself until I'm not, and then that's why. <laughs> Like, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it's right. It's just fine tuning, and it's one of those things where you might not realize how much, um, you know, those nerdy things like bounce rate or image load really have an impact on how your site visitors feel. Um, let's be honest. Like, if they're like, "This is taking way too long to load. I'm bored. Moving on." Um, you know, just mm -hmm. increasing it even by one second can make that big of a difference. Absolutely. It's crazy, crazy. So I, mm -hmm. um, in the interest of all of my listeners, um, asked <laughs> Allison to come up with, like, here are the three things almost everyone does wrong. And so instead of be feeling bad about it, you can be like, no, almost everyone does it wrong. So you're just included in the majority yeah. here. Um, <laughs> kind of walk through, like, what these sort of, not necessarily basic, but the things that are really important to your website that you might not have considered, and then you can you can super nerd through the whole thing. So mm -hmm. what is the yeah. first thing you would say that almost everyone Yeah, and like you said, like, let's, let's normalize this. Like, let's be honest. Like, I've done this stuff wrong, too. Like, this is not, like, this is so common. You're not a terrible business owner for not thinking of these things, right? Like, we do the best we can with the information that we have. This is really just information for folks to um, make those improvements or say, I don't want to make those improvements. I want someone else to help me. Um, but just know, right, like we're just increasing your knowledge base um, so that you can do better and do more with your business. Um, so the first thing that I see so many times, whether it's, um, folks that come to me with an existing site or folks that are like, hey, I need a new site, is that they overwhelm their site visitors out of the box. Um, and I get it. You get so excited. You're like, I have these services. I have these products. I have all of these things to offer to everyone, and I really want to help them. Uh, but if you give folks too much to do, they're not going to do anything. They're going to get overwhelmed, and they're not going to make a decision and, and what that looks like on your site is clicking through to a new page or deciding this is the service that I need help with or I came to this site because I needed to read some blog posts. Um, so looking at your website as a whole is a big picture. Setting goals first really helps with that. So understanding like is it that you want folks to sign up for your mailing list? Is it that you want folks to fill out your contact form so that you can schedule consults with them and talk to them about what you do? Um, is it that you want to sell a product? You know, typically you'd want them to sign up for your mailing list so that you can, you know, nurture that relationship and then sell a product. But th those are sorts of the goals that you can set um, and whatever that looks like for you. And then once you have those goals, you can look at each page individually and set it up to help you with that goal. And it helps to kind of eliminate the feeling of, like, I need to throw the kitchen sink at this site. Like, I have to have all of the shiny bells and whistles when you realize, hey, those bells and whistles are actually hurting the goals that I want to accomplish. Um, so it kind of helps you edit, tear down, or, or whatever that looks like. On the flip side of that, there are pages that you might have that actually don't have any actions for your customers or clients or leads to complete at all. And so those kind of become those dead ends. Um, and super common uh, dead end is a thank you page, right? So let's say someone fills out your opt-in form, they sign up, and the next thing they get is a thank you page. And these are great. And they might just say thank you. 
and then that's it. And what is that person supposed to do once they're done? Um, and so then going back and looking at those goals, maybe it's that you want to introduce the idea of your digital product or a service that you offer. Or maybe it's a little bit more simple than that, and you want to say, okay, they signed up. Let's make sure we're connected elsewhere so that um, we can interact a little bit more. So I'm going to put, hey, follow me on Instagram, which is how you and I got connected in the world is following each other on Instagram. So um, just looking at, okay, these pages might have 17 tasks for somebody to complete, and that's going to be overwhelming. And, hey, this page doesn't have any links or any instructions whatsoever, so maybe I can add something that will tie back to those goals and um, help me accomplish them and help me help more people in the world. Yeah, cool. And do you um, – do when you say set goals for your site, do you set goals for your site personally? And can you give us some examples of what um, it looks like for you personally to do this? Yeah, such a good question. I do. Um, and I apologize. Oh, my God. Sorry. There we go. Um, I do set goals for my site. And uh, one of my friends and I, we have this saying. It's not one that we invented, but the um, toddler's children have no shoes. Um, so, right, like, as a website manager, <laughs> um, I can be guilty of letting my website kind of fall by the wayside. So I try to check in. I try to set these goals maybe once or twice a year and, and make revisions based on how my business is operating. And so for me this year, it has been a huge focus on getting people to understand that I host WordPress websites and I do this work help them like the maintenance and the the daily and weekly and monthly stuff that people really don't get lit up doing that's the kind of stuff that lights me up and my team so um really trying to focus on getting that information out in the world and then the other goal that i had set was um, not so much growing my email list which I know most of us want to grow our email list, um, but it was more about fine-tuning it and making sure that the people getting my nerd alert, is what I call them, my nerd alert weekly emails, um, were the people that really needed that information and really needed those, like, WordPress how-tos and tutorials um, and the, were the type of people that wanted to do it themselves but really just didn't know how to do it. So it's been about, like, changing languaging to make sure that they understand what they're signing up for, um, showing an example newsletter, you know, making those sorts of moments crystal clear so that I'm getting the right people so that I can get the information out to who needs it. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Um, and, then, and the nerd alerts, tell, will you tell the fine people where they can get it? Because even if they're like, I have zero dollars, okay. Put your email in the box. <laughs> right? Yeah, so if you go to tinyblorange.com, um, I have the sign-ups, let's be clear, everywhere. But you can also go to tinyblorange.com slash nerd hyphen alert. And what that will do is it will show the latest blog post, um, and then you can sign up there to get more information. And basically what I do is on my blog I publish tutorials every week of here's how to make your WordPress site better, here's how to integrate WordPress with other things, and then the Nerd Alert folks get extra goodies and make sure that they have, like, a little bit more than what the blog shows, um, so an, an additional tutorial or something that might help them with that. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Um, seriously, we have so much fun. I love um, when folks email me and let me know, hey, I implemented this, or hey, I did this to my site and it totally worked, thank you. Um, or even if folks have questions, I love being able to email back and forth with them and, and make sure everyone is set up and their WordPress site is running the way that they need it to run. Yeah. And doing work for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you can also follow her on Instagram like I do, which is Tiny Blue. Orange. Yeah. So follow that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the link, right? I'm going to be super – yeah, no, the link in that bio on Instagram, it goes right to that page that I mentioned. So that can be a really easy way to get there. 
That's what I was getting around to. See that? You just, boom. Yeah. Great minds thinking right there. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. So <laughs> we're basically crushing it. That was number one, giving your site visitors yep. way too many choices yeah. or no choices at all. So yep. number two, what's the mistake that everyone that is not a perfect angel in business makes? <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is like my second biggest passion in life is – helping other business owners get their website to be their own employee, right? So making your website do work for you um, instead of working against you. And what I'm talking about with this is your website can be a powerhouse for collecting data for you, and it can become sort of what you might pay a VA to do and not, like, let's be clear, I have a VA, I love VAs, VAs do amazing work. I feel like some people don't realize that their site can do some of the components that they're having a VA do, which would have then opened that up to their VA can do even more work that a website wouldn't be able to do for them. So getting into that, um, one of my favorite things is setting up really fun intake forms for clients. Um, so if you're selling a product, this might not necessarily apply. This is more like service-based. Um, but a lot of people, right, like go through that, okay, someone is interested in my services. Now I have to send them this like workbook that I have to wait for them to fill out and oh crap, they didn't fill it out all the way. And so then I have to get clarification on that. And right, like it just turns into like this 17 emails back and forth and no one loves that. Um, whereas if you set up a form on your site to get all of that information, you can set up those form fields to be required so that people can't skip over them. And then what could happen is once you fill out that, or once your um, lead fills out that form, your thank you page could be a link to your calendar. So instead of saying, okay, I got your form, thanks so much, here's how to here's how to book a call with me, they are going through that process without you having to do a thing, right? So you're getting the questionnaire that is filled out, emailed to you or saved on your site, however you want it set up. And then the very next thing that the person is doing is they're looking at your calendar to make sure that they can book a call with you. And so that could be set up through something like Acuity or Calendly or, you know, any of those other, um, like, you book me, you can book me, stuff like that. Um, but you can embed those right into your WordPress site. And so if a potential customer fills out that questionnaire at midnight, then they can book a link with a call with you right away instead of waiting for you to get into the office and emailing them at nine the next morning and then waiting waiting to hear back from them and da da da. Um, so that's one of those things where it can be really nice to have your site do the work for you and save you from like even more emails. Because I don't know about you, I just like the the more streamlined I can make the email process, the better. <laughs> um, especially when talking about new clients or people that are interested in working with me. Um, and so then kind of on the opposite end of that, or this works for services or product-based um, folks, is I know I'm going to say it. I'm sure people are going to be like, ooh, Google Analytics. So I know people are like, oh, it's overwhelming, I, right? Like, I don't know what to look at. I, I logged into the you, dashboard. You Google and, Analytics. <laughs> right? I log <laughs> like, into the dashboard and it's moment. just up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like, get it. I'll have a moment because Google Analytics is the worst. But it's, um, but it's free, it's, yeah. so free, which is, like, our second favorite F word. So <laughs> the thing with Google Analytics, right, yeah, I totally get it. Like, it's totally overwhelming. I don't love it. But let's be clear. If you know what you're looking for, it's great because then you drill into what you need to see and you can ignore all of the other garbage. And I'm not saying that data is garbage. Let's be clear. I love garbage. I love data. Uh, I love garbage. Freudian stuff? Uh, no. <laughs> so I love, I love the data, but it, it can be 
so overwhelming and it can be too much, right? Like we talked about that. Google Analytics can be too much for you. So knowing what you need to look for and like putting on the blinders and focusing on that is going to be huge for any business owner. Um, and so not to like keep being like, hey, I've talked about this, but I have a blog series that I'm working on. I have two posts on it called Know Your Numbers, and it's just about what you need to know in Google Analytics. And so some of the ones that I really recommend for a lot of my customers to look at are the top content. So what pages, blog posts, whatever content you're providing, what is getting looked at the most? Because what that does for you as a business owner is that tells you what content you can make more of and that will be received well, what content your audience needs more of and that they're finding that. Um, you can also take some of that with a grain of salt and say, like, oh, like, Huffington Post featured this and it linked to this exact article, so, of course, it got a crap ton of traffic and it's the top post. Okay. We're going to make a little note of that, and then we're going to look at the next nine top posts and see how they compare, see if that content is similar, um, see if there's trends with that. Uh, the other two terms that I love talking to my customers about is bounce rate and exit rate. So exit rate is a little bit easier to understand. Um, exit rate is if people leave your site off of that page specifically. And so what we're looking at with exit rate, if you want to kind of drill into like, okay, how can I make my site work better? Do you want people leaving your site from the page that they're leaving your site from? If it's a thank you page, yeah, that's probably okay. Um, sure, we would love people to stay on our site forever and ever and ever and ever, but let's be honest, they have to go back to their their work, whatever they were working on, or some somewhere else. So if they exit after signing up for your opt-in, you've done your part. That's a pretty good page to have a high exit rate on. If they're exiting your site from the home page or a services page and not getting through to the contact page or a blog post, you know, then you can start to look at, do I have too many choices on these pages with high exit rates? Is the information not clear? You know, you can start to kind of analyze what's going on to cause people to leave that page. Um, you know, a perfect example would be like a blog post. Do you have an opt-in at the end of your blog post to get people to sign up? Or a message saying like, hey, let's work together, contact me and linking to your contact page. So how can you get folks to do something after they read that content and say like, hey, I love this content, I want more of it? So then the other one that I mentioned was bounce rate. And so bounce rate is similar to exit in that they're leaving your site, but it's that they landed on a page and left on the same page. So they didn't click through anything, right? So they, like, loaded your home, your page from Google or from a Pinterest link or something, and they um, they left it. They didn't try to, like, look around and see what was going on. Um, so bounce rate, you can look at and ask similar questions that you asked on the exit rate. Um, but with bounce rate, it's good to know, too, where people are coming from and what content they're landing on. So if they're landing on a blog post and leaving from that blog post, it might mean that that content didn't apply to them or didn't answer their question. So then it's a matter of what kind of Google searches am I ranking high for? Um, am I using the right keywords? Are these blog posts? Um, answering the questions that I'm trying to get them to answer. So having that information on your site and through your Google Analytics dashboard helps you as a business owner make these decisions or, right, finding someone on your team. So saying, like, okay, my copy is not getting people to run through the site. Like, I need a copywriter to help me with that. Or... Um, I need to record better videos to keep people engaged. You know, however you deliver content in the world and however you want to reach your audience, knowing what they're doing on your site and how they're behaving is going to help you to make more of the content that they're loving and that they're soaking up and to fix the, 
places where they're getting lost on your site or the places that they're leaving your site from because it's not doing what it should be doing for them. That was a lot of information. That was super helpful. I know. And you know, I have things to think about. Um, can I, right. because I feel like my people need a minute, um, there's going to be a lot of shame mm, around, please. like, okay, but Allison, um, when you <laughs> say, do you have an opt-in at the end of every blog post, like, I don't even know how, where or how to implement the right. magical opt-in form situation. And so right. like, can we talk about how... <laughs> like, yeah, and, and there's no need to freak out or shame yourself if you're like opt in, you lose me. Yeah, no, 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 and and that's such a good point because again, like I didn't have, you know, I didn't have an opt in on my site for a while because I just I didn't feel like what I was saying mattered, right? So so owning the fact that we all are experts in our fields and we are. Um, putting out some great stuff and people need to hear about it. So, so don't, don't, at least that's what I did. Like don't hide behind your site and say like, Oh, no one would want to sign up for my newsletter anyways. Um, if that's the concern, like, please know that um, we all have some very important stuff to talk about. So when I say, um, you know, an option at the end of your blog post, a lot of themes might have this built in. Um, there are plugins out there. I'm, kind of drawing a blank on some of the names. One of my favorite plugins um, for people who have blog content is Pop-Up Ally. I'm not an affiliate, you know, not a referral. I just, I've used it on so many client sites and I love it. Um, it, it can make it a pop-up, so an actual pop-up, or they have an embed option, so you can like literally put the, the opt-in code right at the end of all blog posts. Um, so it's not just a pop-up plug-in. Um, but basically what it is is, you know, thinking about how people are, are ingesting your content and, and going through your site. So they've read this blog post. If they've gotten to the end of it, whether it's typed or a video that they're watching and they've gotten through it and, and they've consumed all of it, chances are they're interested in more like it. And so what a lot of folks will do at the end of a blog post is they'll have that form to sign up for a newsletter because, hey, they've read all the way down. They probably like what I'm talking about. And so then the opt-in can say, like, want more content like this or want to know when a new article is released or, you know, whatever the languaging might look like for you. And then you can collect their name and their email address, and then you can email them when you publish a new blog post or – you know, you could get, right, we could get super nerdy and have, like, keywords and targets and say, like, oh, they signed up on a blog post related to marketing, so they're really interested in marketing. So I'm going to make sure to send them updates when I release a blog post about marketing, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where, it's thinking, right, thinking back to, again, how your site visitors are using your site. Um, I'm, I'm sure we could talk tons about the frustrations that people feel with pop-ups um, and landing on a site and a pop-up appearing two seconds later. Um, mm -hmm. They work. They, people sign up. They, they do get people to sign up. Um, but I know for some business owners, it's, I want people to get to know the content before I give them a pop-up. So then it's, okay, set your pop-up to show up after 30 seconds or longer. Um, or have they have what are called exit intent pop-ups, which means that as a mouse, right, so this is how computers are taking over the world, as a mouse approaches the top of the website where the URL bar is, where they are more likely to say type in facebook.com and leave your site, as that mouse gets up there, then the pop-up is triggered. So they were going to leave your site, so you're likely not going to piss them off by saying, hey, you forgot to sign up. Um, so it's just things like that where you think about what you like to do when you're on a website, how you like to be treated, and, and do similar things on your site. Yeah, and can I also 
um, I might be ruining your life, but Google Analytics basically does no. the same thing. Only Go Squared makes it pretty. Um, and yeah. so I totally pay for GoSquared.com because it makes everything – it basically does the same fucking thing as Google Analytics, but everything yeah. is pretty, so no. I can actually absorb it instead of being like, oh, God, it's so ugly. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. And, and for sure, like, I know um, some people that use GoSquared and love it. Um, I think it's a great product. I just know that people can get overwhelmed with, right, another thing to pay for. I get it. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go the free route and get your feet wet, like do Google Analytics. But, yeah, GoSquared is awesome, and it's much more vis- visually appealing um, to look at for sure. Because I found that sometimes it isn't that it's tech that it bothers me. It's sometimes that it's hideous that it bothers me. And if you just take the same Absolutely. information – and make it beautiful, I'm totally down with whatever it is that I need to absorb. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like, Google Analytics, it's basically a spreadsheet. And unless you're like me, you don't love looking at spreadsheets. So um, for sure, you know, pick what's going to, like, sing to your spirit and get you excited about it. Um, One of the things that I've been trying to set up for um, more and more clients is, um, Google Analytics can actually email reports to you automatically based on whatever you need to know. And so I've been creating these charts for clients that go out every week or every month based on what it is. And so that way they're not even looking at their dashboard. They're literally getting a PDF of, like, this pretty chart with lines of, like, hey, here's the spike in traffic or um, here's the search terms that people were looking at. So it's a little bit more enjoyable to see. Uh, but, yeah, GoSquared is an awesome alternative. Um, the other one that I recommend, which is a little bit better, it's not as intense um, as Google Analytics or GoSquared in that it doesn't have as much information. Uh, but if you're a WordPress user, Jetpack, which is a plugin that's developed by the team that builds WordPress, so it's a really good plugin. They also have site stats built into that plugin. So then you can access those right in your WordPress dashboard and you don't have to go to a site that makes you cringe when you log into it. Amazing. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that's the first two things that basically everyone does wrong mm-hmm. and we, we cringe and yell and scream and don't want to do, and I'm with you. Again, this yep. is my expert person, and I'm like, please take advantage of her and give her all your dollars. And then what is number three? Number three, okay, so I'll you can totally, like, reel me in. I'll be honest. I have a serious soapbox for this. Um, this is something that means a lot to me, and I wish it meant a lot to other people. And I'll be clear, I get it. I get why it's not exciting to talk about, but it's super important to your business. And that is not taking security serious enough or thinking that you are too small to get hacked. Um, so I'll just tell a quick story to kind of explain why this is such a a passion of mine. Um, My very first client was a really good friend. Um, I was moonlighting, right? So I had the day job. This was a side hustle. She knew that I knew how to do this stuff, asked me for help. So I joined her team, helped her build her e-commerce website, Um, had so much fun doing it, did all of the coding, all of the theming. I was also helped, like I added in products, like I did photography, Like, right, we were like a two-woman team and just did so much work to get this site up and running. And Oh, God, that's just so terrible foreshadowing. (laughs) Right? Like, she got hacked. She lost everything, everything. Her hosting company was supposed to be running backups. They weren't. All of it was gone. All of the work. Right, like I had saved photos, she had saved the descriptions of the products in Word, but like, let's be honest, we had to go in and do all of the work over again. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. I felt so bad. I felt so bad for my client. Like, it just, like, it was just a really shitty situation. Um, I will say that the plus side is she had insurance that helped cover that loss. 
um, because she was running an online business, she had gotten insurance specific to that. Um, so it, it did help cover the cost, but it took us time to do. And her site was down for that time, which means she's losing business. So, um, so I say that and to explain, like, I never want anybody else to feel the way that she felt or the way that I felt ever again because it was awful. It was so awful. So ever since, and it was my first client, so ever since I have been on this crusade to help people understand security, how to do it, and um, why it's important for their business. And so um, it's one of those things where it might just cost you a couple hundred bucks if you get hacked to fix, or it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, depending on what you're losing and depending on how much damage is done. Um, so it's not something to scoff at. We all put so much work into our websites and our businesses, and to lose all of that in an instant just is heartbreaking. So, like, not to be all doom and gloom, because I really don't want to be that way. Um, the other is that, I kind of mentioned this, that thinking you won't get hacked is kind of the wrong mentality to have. So a lot of us use hosting companies that put a bunch of websites onto one server. And the server is basically the computer where all of your files live and that gets dished out to the Internet. So there's a lot of sites on a single server, and that is what makes it affordable, right? So, like, I'm especially talking about those companies that are, like, 5 to $10 a month for hosting. You are hanging out with a lot of people on one server. Your site is only as strong in security as the weakest link on that server because if somebody hacks in and gets access to the server, they have access to all of it. So it's not so much that, like, hey, I'm small potatoes, I only get 100 site visits a month, I'm not at risk for getting hacked. Don't think that way because it's not just about you. It's about who you're sharing space with, and you have really no control over that. So all of that to say, I'm going to give you three things that will help secure your website and keep you from being in that really, really shitty situation um, because it really can be simple, and it doesn't have to be this, like, crazy, overwhelming thing. Um, so the first thing is the most important, in my humble opinion, um, is using a secure username and a secure password for everything. So what that means is, for WordPress, not using admin as your login. Um, if that's your login, that's fine. It's what WordPress creates by default. But what that means is that hackers know what to try first when they want to hack into your site. So they're like, hey, WordPress, cool. They likely have admin as a username. So just get rid of that account, create a new one with a secure username. And I'm not talking like security, meaning like it has to be 54 random characters. Um, it can be something <laughs> as simple as, right, like, Oh, God, Allison, why did you tell me to do this? No, I don't remember my username. You're never going to remember it again. Yeah, no, like, I'm not here to make your life miserable. It can simply be something like, I love avocados or, you know, Paris 2018. You know, what? like, make it something that you like typing. Make it something that you remember. And you can use special characters, so you can use your email address, things like that. So just make it something other than admin. That's really all I'm asking. And then um, a secure password, it can be, you know, you can take that same idea of a phrase that you really like typing, and you can change letters to numbers to make it a little bit more secure. Or you can do uh, Password Vault, which is something like 1Password or LastPass that will store all of your passwords for you. And then that way you can make it kind of that crazy 54-digit <laughs> password um, and just never have to remember it. Um, so just, mm-hmm. just making stuff a little bit more secure. And the nice thing about WordPress is it has that little password strength gen- like um, oh, like chart. So the as it gets 
more secure, it changes from like orange to yellow to green. So just make sure that your, your password falls in that green color and you're good to go. Um, but the same is true for anybody who has an account on your website. Um, so it's a perfect time, like we can call this summer cleaning, of saying like, hey, everybody that has a login, right? So that could be your VA, it could be your copy editor, um, it, you know, it could be someone like me. Whoever you have with an account that's like an administrator account, just shoot an email and say, hey, everybody, I need you all to change your passwords this week. Make sure it's secure. Make sure it's that green color when you type it in, and then we'll all be good to go. So it's just um, it's good practice um, to have those secure passwords. So that will protect you from getting um, someone breaking into your site through the login screen. Then the second thing, so that's, you know, that's super quick. I know passwords aren't fun, but like, trust me, it's super quick and it'll keep you safe. The second thing that is huge is backups. So like I had mentioned, we thought that our hosting company was doing backups for that client and they weren't. Um, other things can happen where your server could be doing backups and maybe your site doesn't get hacked. Maybe the server literally just blows up, right? Like, Computers fail, things happen. Um, typically, hosting companies worth their grain and salt will have a backup server running. Um, but, you know, sometimes just bad things happen. So running a backup of your site, keeping a copy on your computer or keeping a copy on your Amazon S3 account or, you know, whatever you might have or Dropbox. Um, and just doing that so that you know if something really tragic happens, you don't have to start from scratch. Um, you could get a version of your site, maybe it's a week old or maybe it's a month old. You could get that back up and running in an hour versus it's going to take me weeks to figure out who's going to help me and how to get this back up and running. So just something like a backup is going to be huge for you. So that could be um, Backup Buddy is a big plugin. Um, that's not a free plugin, uh, but it's a good one. One of the free ones that I like using is called Back WP Up, and so that WP stands for WordPress. Um, but there's a bunch of them, so just figuring out what plugin works best for you and just run that back up. And maybe you set a reminder for yourself to run it every month or every quarter. Um, both the two that I mentioned actually have a scheduler, so they will run automatically for you. Um, so that goes back to that letting the site do the work for you so you don't have to think about it. Um, and I just say back up about as often as you add new content. So if you post weekly, you know, you might want to do weekly or every two weeks. Um, if you post monthly, you could do every month or every quarter. Just so that way, you know, worst case scenario, you might lose a single blog post. Um, that is so much more manageable than losing, right, like an archive of 200 of that. Uh, so that, so just to go back, because again, I care a lot about this, right? So it's secure your username and your password, then back your site up. And then the last thing, and you probably saw this coming from the story that I told, is using secure hosting. So using a company that actually gives a shit about security uh, will help you keep your business up and running. And so going back to, I mentioned in my goal, one of my goals was that I provide hosting services and getting people to understand that I do that. So I partner with a company called Flywheel. Um, and they are amazing, and they work only with WordPress sites, and they care a lot about security, which is why I partnered with them. Um, so my favorite, favorite thing about them is that if your site is ever hacked, they will fix it for free and in a heartbeat for you. Um, that is huge. Um, there are so many companies out there looking to make money off of people that have been hacked, and not to shame them, because I've done site cleanups as well. Um, my time is worth money, right? So if I'm doing work for you, I should be um, cleaning it up. Uh, but there are sites that will target websites that have a spam comment. So a spam comment is not that you've been hacked. It's just that somebody left a comment and it's spammy. There are companies that will target folks with that and say, oh, you have, you have weaknesses on your site and I need to come in and clear them up. No, no, you're good. 
secure your username and your password, delete that spam comment, get get your site backed up and you're good. Um, so, but finding a host company that will do the backups for you, that you know the backups are actually running, um, that will look out for you and fix things if you are ever hacked, that will check your site without you asking them to for any malware, any garbage that a hacker might try to pop in, um, those sorts of things. Um, that's going to really do you the most service is having kind of um, a security guard on your team to make sure that your site doesn't end up in that terrible situation of it all going to shit and getting lost into the ether because somebody was bored and decided to hack a server and delete everything. Um, I know it's not out of boredom that they do it, but I just I don't understand why people hack websites um, just for shit yeah, and grins. Yeah, I love, I love that it, it can be very simple. You can change your name and password. Yeah. You can get backups. And doing a backup from your WordPress site within it is totally free. Like, tools, yep. backup, like it's kind of... Um, and yep. actually, like, I feel so proud of myself because I host with Flywheel, and I have yes. backups regularly scheduled, and I do not have admin as my username. Like, I feel like I'm winning Yay! life right now. <laughs> you are. And seriously, it is that simple. And like I said, if admin is your username, don't panic. Like, that's what WordPress does. Like, if you set up WordPress, that's how they set it up. Just go in, create a new user, and then delete the one that has admin. Um, so that's the only bummer is you can't edit your username, but you can edit your password. So if your password is like change me or one two three four five, um, just log into your user account and edit your profile, and you'll see like change password right there. So you could you could change your password in two minutes, including the time it takes you to log into your website. Amazing. I love so much that you care so deeply about these things and like, such a sense of, like, I'm going to take care of this for you instead of, like, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're useless, you're worthless, yeah. and uh, you don't know this, you should have done this already. Like, that, you do this all without shame and, like, making people feel so dumb for not knowing or not having done it yet, um, which is one of my favorite right? things like, about you. So. Yeah, oh, thank you. And seriously, like, the, part of the reason I share that story is, like, I care so much about security because it happened to me. You know, it happened to a client of mine. I didn't know to look out for this stuff, and so now that I do, um, I've kind of gotten on this crusade of helping everyone else because it's just it's terrible to be like to get a text from a friend or get a tag on Twitter from a client that says, "Hey, did you know your site's down?" Uh, that's awful. Like nobody oh, likes God. you know. Right? Nobody likes to be told by somebody else that their site has been hacked, especially a customer or somebody that might have been a customer. Um, so just looking out for these things, um, it, yeah, it just it gives me gives me the good feelings of being able to help protect other people from that terrible situation. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful and delightful. And then. So if people want to get in on the goods, it's tinyblueorange.com. And um, can you tell me where that name came from just because? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this is a fun story. Um, so I I have this obsession of things in threes. And so I knew I wanted my business name to have three words. And I... I'm huge into color. I'm a very visual person, so I'm huge into color. So, like, when I trained for my first half marathon, I had the color red and all of my training clothes and my shoes were red and I dyed my hair red. Um, so that was, like, my cue that it was running time. So um, my favorite color used to be blue, and I always wanted to compliment the businesses that I worked with. I never wanted to come in and, like, take over and be like, this is how we do things. I always wanted to come in and fit into their team um, and feel like I was one of the team members all along. So I picked blue and orange because they are complementary colors. And I'll tell you, orange has taken over and it's my favorite color now. Uh, and then I, for my third word, I picked, I picked tiny because I, I always knew, even if I grew a team, I would be a small company. Um, that was just really important to me. Um, so, and, and to give my clients that understanding of, like, hey, like, 
will fit into your team, will adapt to what you do, and we're not this like big gorilla that's going to come and take over and tell you how to do things and boss you around. Um, and I just, I really dug the way that Tiny Orange sounded. So yeah, that's where, that's where the name came from. Amazing. And I love it. And then can we shift gears for just a Thank moment you. and talk about you yes. as a human and not as a an not expert yet. genius? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm so guilty of being like, I am tiny blue orange personified, so this is good. Yeah, no, you're genius. That's been established. We're totally <laughs> cool. Um, just in the last couple of minutes here, can you talk about um, yeah. following on Instagram? I've noticed, like, sometimes you talk about um, some things that are, uh, like, having migraines and what that's doing and dealing with a chronic health condition. And um, so can you talk just a little bit more about how that affects you every day and um, kind of what you have to say to those that are going through um, chronic pain, which I do not have. And so um, this, you have the floor. Yeah, no. Um, so um, in April of 2014, I, um, I had a migraine. Migraines have been something that's affected me my whole life, but I would maybe get about five a year. So they were very manageable. They're not fun. They suck, but they were manageable. Um, I got my migraine, and typically what happens with my migraines, um, you know, everybody's migraines are different, but typically what happens with mine is that I would get what, what's called a rebound headache. So the, the migraine, the, like, sharp stabbing um, ice picks behind the eyes, that sort of pain would go away and dull, uh, but there's, like, this lingering tension headache or rebound headache that kind of followed. Normally, I would get that for one or two days after, and we're good. I realized that I had had that rebound headache for nine days and thought, okay, no, oh. something's wrong. Um, went into urgent care, tried to get treatment, long story short. Um, up until my last treatment, which was just a few weeks ago, I had had migraine-level pain or a headache pain for every single day for the last three plus years. Um, oh my God. I say that up until, yeah, it, it's pretty rough. I, I will not lie. It sucks. Um, so I, we're, we're on the right track. I just got treatment, um, where basically they numb the nerves in my skull. And for the first day I had a day without pain and it was a miracle and I enjoyed every second of that time. It was just awesome. I skipped out of work early. I just loved life that day. So, um, but it, it has been a big challenge to wake up in the morning and go, all right, can I work today? Can I look at a computer screen today? Um, or is my pain so bad that I can't do what I need to do to help my clients and to pay my mortgage? Um, so it, it has been, because um, I didn't know what chronic pain was prior to all of this, and it has been a huge learning experience, and it has been a journey. Of, I've, I've tried to take it as a journey of learning, um, but I'll be honest, it, it, it has been very challenging at times and very difficult at times, um, to say the least. So, um, But in all of that, it has opened me up to realize that I am not alone. And so if anybody out there listening is dealing with pain, I want you to understand that you are not alone. Um, I've learned that this self-employment entrepreneurial lifestyle can actually attract folks with chronic pain and chronic illness uh, because we do have the flexibility to set our own schedule. Um, I posted about it on Instagram, and the comments were just nonstop of people saying, you know, my pain doesn't keep me from working, but working on the couch is so much more comfortable, and I couldn't find a job that would let me do that, so I work for myself. Or, um, you know, it's I can't work in long spurts, so working for myself has afforded me the ability to work for one hour and then take one to two to three hours off and then work for another hour. Um, so realizing that there is this community of folks dealing with 
chronic pain, chronic illness, um, or even just, you know, migraines or whatever the pain might be, and maybe it's not chronic, maybe it's not every day, but um, taking the freedom and flexibility that you get when you own your own company um, to help make their lifestyle better so that they can take care of themselves. Um, and it's just one of those things where I called, and, and because this treatment worked, I'm going to actually have surgery to make it more permanent. And I knew in my heart that this, the first available appointment they would give me, I would be able to take because I set my hours and I can say, hey, I'm out of the office this day. Um, so they were actually able to schedule the procedure for one week after they called me. Um, and that's coming up next week. So it's just one of those things where it can be a really good blessing, but it can be isolating working for yourself. Um, and so you can be working from the couch or, you know, quote unquote calling in sick and you're still alone in your house or your office or wherever you are. Um, so just I've learned and I want to share with others that you are not alone. And even if it's, um, a post on Instagram, or even if it's reaching out in a Facebook group or, or whatever the case might be. Um, there are so many of us out here in the world, you know, trying to do the best that we can with what we've got. And sometimes that looks like chronic pain or chronic illness. And um, yeah, we're, we're figuring it out, but we are not alone. Not at all. Yeah. Do you have any, um, resources or any place that you specifically go to um, share the chronic migraine types? Because that's a specific, very specific thing that I have several clients that are dealing with right now. Yeah. um, Actually, so I found that the hashtag, right, like we talk about Instagram, but I love Instagram so much. Um, I found it starting to use the hashtag chronic pain, chronic pain warrior, or migraines um, has actually connected me with a number of people around the world who also have um, chronic pain and migraines. Um, And so, like, we'll comment on each other's stuff or, or, you know, send each other messages on Instagram. And that has been huge for me. Um, The other thing was um, I joined, and this, you know, it's specific to your area, but um, the – the pain, uh, pain clinic is what they call them here in Wisconsin, and I, I would imagine they would be named similarly across the state. Um, but the pain clinic locally does group therapy sessions, and that was actually huge mm-hmm. for me to join in that my fiancé loves me, my family loves me, right, but they don't understand. <laughs> they do not get it. Um, being in a room full of people who knew what it was like was really um, life-changing for me. Um, so mm-hmm. so finding that resource was huge, absolutely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then I think the last question, at least, is, um, that you started out making websites because you wanted to share your creative things and your poems, and you were like, you just pet, like <laughs> went right by that. So I just wanted to make sure I heard that. Yeah. And be like, yep. you like, you write poems? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my jam. Um, I was definitely like the um, teenage poet writing poems about broken hearts and boys and, and what have you. Um and and through history of, um, you know, we don't have to get into this and, and probably won't, but um, through history of um, sexual abuse, uh, it definitely um, was my outlet and helped me process a lot, a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, I've been writing poetry ever since I was 12 years old, I think, Um and it is something that I've always come back to. And, yeah, I really don't share it in the tiny blue-orange realm, um, but it's something that I share personally, um, like on my personal Facebook page and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a good outlet for me. It, it's one of the one of the creative ways of um, expressing myself that I really um, fall back to, even if I forget about it, right? Like we all have those things of like, oh, I forgot how much I loved it. 
uh, poetry can be that for me. So I might not write for six months and then I'll write and go, oh, I needed this. Thank you for existing poetry and notebook and pen. <laughs> That's amazing. That's such a good tidbit of like rounding out like the human in you to be like, yes, she does know all about the things in the Google Analytics, but not all bad people. Come on now. <laughs> right? I'm not um, just a giant nerd. I'm totally okay with you being a nerd. That's not the. No, um, yeah. I just know that people shut down. They're like secure hosting. Oh my god! I'd rather do anything else than exactly. talk about secure hosting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. We can we can talk about anything other than that, right? We can talk about yoga or dogs or Paris. So, yeah. Yes, or the the ever evolving color of Allison's hair, which is amazing and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. So I um, I just want to do the whole, like, okay, so if someone mm-hmm. wants to find you and they have absolutely zero dollars, they go to tinyblueorange.com slash nerd dash alert and get on your email list. Yep. If somebody's like, yep. Allison, take care of this hosting thing for me because I have no idea, but I don't want to get hacked. Next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tinyblueorange.com slash contact. Um, is going to be the best bet because then you can um, get in touch with um, myself or Erin. Erin is um, usually the one manning the contact form. She's amazing, and I love her to pieces. Um, And so she'll get us connected so that way we can talk about the best way to secure your site. It might be the secure hosting. It might be that we go in and do a security audit and just help you out, um, that sort of thing. Uh, and the the other I want to add, I know I don't want to overwhelm, right, but I want to add, I do have a free quiz for people to see what their security level is. Um, so it's literally tinyborns.com slash quiz. And that is totally free. You get your results for free. Um, you have the option to opt in, but seriously, I, I care so much about security that I put this out there. So you just answer a few questions um, to know where your security weak points are on your site. Awesome. But I know my people, and they're going to be like, yeah, the whole thing is fucked. So what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Then just, then just reach out, right? Like, you reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me via email, um, contact at tinyblueorange.com. Um, yeah, just tiny blue orange on the internet is me. So <laughs> whether that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email or the website, um, just find tiny blue orange and we will we will help you for sure. We love doing it. Yeah. So all my people who are like, I can't possibly handle these things, but I know they need to be handled. You have your person now. Yeah. You're welcome. She's lovely. <laughs> You've heard all of this, right? She's lovely. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Um, Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wish I would have asked? You wish you could tell people, or you're like, yeah, because you totally blew through that, and I really wanted you to like take a moment and let that sink in. Anything at all? Um, no, I I don't want to overwhelm. Um, so yeah, I I can't stress enough though that like if you have questions, please reach out. Um, I can't say it enough, I really can't, that I love when people shoot me questions on social media or send me an email. Um, If it's something that I can answer in a minute, I will do that. I will link you to a blog post, whether it's mine or somebody else's, that is helpful. Um, It is my goal in life to get people to not feel overwhelmed by their website, um, whether that's me helping and doing the work or whether that's pointing you in the right direction to get you where you need to go. Um, so don't don't be afraid, right? I think we we talked about this just briefly before we started. Is um, you're not going to annoy me, you're not going to upset me, you're not going to be bothering me. Like I am here to serve people using WordPress websites. So that's what I want to be doing, and I love and like ask for your questions and your concerns. So please send them. To me. Yes. Yeah. No, we do need to talk about mm-hmm. that just for a second because like I. I pay her dollars, and I'm one of her clients, and I'm still like, oh, God, she's going to think I'm so stupid. I couldn't figure this out. And then I, like, I take a deep breath, and I send the email, and then she responds instantaneously, practically, or to me, because I check my email once a day. And it's not a big deal, and it's taken care of, and it's not – she's never like, you are a stupid fucking moron, and we cannot – I can't even continue with you because you are too dumb 
too deep. Like, I just can't. Um, so whatever it is, you, she can take care of it. And um, I enjoy so much that you've never once made me feel like stupid or terrible or dumb or awful or because we've all had that experience of like, I don't understand. I don't know what my T-square SR11 form is. And you're like, oh, well, of course not. Why would oh, you know about right. T-square SR11 form? It's not a problem. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, and please, like that was me dealing with my IRS 941 form last week of like calling my accountant. My accountant was that person for me of like, I don't know what this is. So, yeah, we all have that, whatever. It might be tech, it might be accounting, it might be whatever. But, yeah, I I understand what it's like to not know the answer. So if I have the answer for you, I am here for you, and I will help you for sure. Excellent. So everybody head to tinyblueorange.com, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you there, and I'll check you next week on the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.